What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 21 of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant. Sitting across the table from me is... Cody Hager. The Culture Shock Podcast is a podcast where we talk about life, the universe, culture, and everything in between. And this week, we will be continuing to answer the question... Who is the greatest supervillain of all time? Bang. But first, Cody. Tyler. What's up? What's going on? Nothing much. We, we finally have our normal setup again, and it's just us two. It's sad. Have you thought about that? Yeah. This is the fourth week where we have, like, we went three weeks in a row with having a guest on the podcast. That's impressive. I know. Yeah. Last week, audio got a little, eh. Eh? You're, you were really down. I'm always down. <laughs> but did you listen to it at all? Oh, I did listen to it. Yeah. I, I don't speak loud normally, so I feel like I have to yell when we do the podcast sometimes. I think we had the mic on the wrong setting. I think we did, we were because using, I thought I was speaking pretty loud. Yeah, we were using one single mic for that. Um, Jake and I sounded great, Yeah, but you uh, you sounded good. She couldn't hear you. You guys sound great. I look great. That's I just know, how right? we do it. But we're back to our normal two-mic setup, just us two going through it. Well, I wouldn't say normal, because this week I've got a question for you. Oh, I'm, I'm actually kind of nervous because I actually have to think on my feet. You see, when you bring in the question and I'm the one who's nervous, you're like, oh, why are you nervous? But it's weird when... Yeah. I feel you. I don't know what I'm about to walk into. Yeah, this one, uh, I'll explain why, of course, in a second. But knowing both of our personalities, I think I already know the answer to it. I'm ready. All right, ready. Um, when is the last time you were... Uh, how do I word this? When is the last time you had an argument with a person, a genuine argument that was not your spouse? Oh my gosh! Maybe not like you're fighting, yeah, you know, or you're in a big hub or whatever. Yeah. But like you had an argument over a topic, and that was it. I legitimately cannot think of one. I was actually so I'm I'm teaching this Sunday for our students, and we're talking about the approval of others. And that's something that I deal with a lot because I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. So no, I usually will, like, fall on my own sword before I argue with anybody about anything. Yeah, like, when it gets close to an argument, you'll just be like, okay, be like, whatever. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, sure, you're, you're right. Yes. I don't care. A, a lot of times I'll do that. I, can't, I legit can't think of one. Yeah. When was yours? Do you have one? Oh, I don't. The only thing I can think of is maybe, like, with some family members or something like. Yeah. You know, people I know I'm close with and I don't mind telling them, I think you're wrong on this, and yeah. here's why. Like, me and my sister probably argue more than anyone because we have differing opinions on things, and we're not afraid to tell each other that. I mean, if, if anything, it would have to do with sports, probably. Yeah. Especially, like, college football season. Not, I, like, politics or... Definitely not. No. I don't. I legit don't know about enough about politics to really get in in that. Yeah. And the things that I do know, I don't really want to, like argue about necessarily because nothing's going to ever change through arguments within those discussions but sports it's like i don't know a lot of times with dylan we'll kind of just argue about stuff yeah but like i don't i don't argue with people a lot well that's that's fine it, i was just curious no, that's, because i was listening to a podcast um which i'll talk about it in what you're binging but it's a podcast by malcolm gladwell and he's interviewing um he does a great job just with making a story out of almost nothing. But he's interview, interviewing an Israeli woman who lives in the U.S. Her English is perfect, like yeah. most Israelis. They can speak really good English. But um, she was talking about how her in America, she has the hardest time expressing herself because she comes off so argumentative. Wow. And their culture as a whole is so argumentative. They, he said that it is a low uh, 
power structure gap or something like that where the difference between the prime minister and a normal person is very small, like where they have no regard for you having authority. Okay. Like she says an example would be that she asks or wanted to ask her uh, school principal for her girl who goes to school, like, why aren't you open during snow days? Like, I need somewhere to drop my kids off. Yeah. And then her husband was like, honey, that is not how Americans do that. You don't go up to the principal and say, why don't you open the school? Because obviously that's only benefiting you, and the teachers have a hard time getting there. She's like, yeah, but I want to know the answer to my question. Th- it's just interesting yeah, the- because that would come off as argumentative, like her trying to incite something. See, I'm so the opposite. Yesterday I had to return some ga- cables to Guitar Center, Yeah, and they weren't necessarily in the package well. So I was really nervous about returning them because I was like, I don't want to have to argue about returning these cables. Yeah. Luckily they were really chill about it, and they didn't even think twice about it. They took them back. But I'm not the person who's going to be like, give me my money back immediately. Like I'm just going to say it. Okay, whatever, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. That's just my personality. And it is me too, so I, I'm definitely not an argumentative person. I'm going to yeah. run from it most of the time, but it was just interesting for me to hear that side of there are cultures where it's perfectly normal for you to walk up and say, why won't you take these back? Yeah. I need to get the money back. I am not using these. Why? Which I think a lot of Americans are kind of that way too, but it's a lot of entitlement. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I don't but know. But there are like social niceties thrown in. Yes. Like, hello, sir. Like, why don't you? Like, you try and word it weird instead of being completely blunt and like, I need my money back. Where's it at right now? Come on. So, I don't know. We're not argumentative people, but I thought it was an interesting question because I don't know the last time I really had like, not a fight, but a lively discussion with somebody over a differing opinion. But today, are we going to become argumentative over our See, I thought this was a good one. Volume two, man. We'll we'll get into it in just a second and explain to everybody what Versus is if you have not caught episode one. But before that, go check us out on Instagram. Go give us a like or follow, whatever you want to do. It is Culture Shock Podcast. There is no the. Cody, why? I don't remember why. So there is actually another Culture Shock podcast. Oh, we don't talk about them. Unfortunately. And one of the um, hosts of the other Culture Shock podcast (laughs) tagged us in their bio at Culture Shock podcast. So if you are listening expecting her. We are not her. We're sorry. (laughs) We are Tyler and Cody, and this is the real Culture Shock podcast. Also, go to the Apple uh, Apple Store and give us a review. Five stars preferable. Please, 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 please. If you give us that five-star review, we will read your review on the podcast. But today, Cody. Tyler. We're doing it. Volume two. Volume two. So explain to everybody what Versus is if they have not um, heard what it is. So if you haven't heard, first off, go back and listen to our volume one a couple episodes ago. That will really help you. That will help you grasp what we're trying to do here. But we have compiled a list of 32 question marks. 32 villains, yes. Yes, 32 villains. These are culture villains, pop culture villains. Pop culture, I would say. Yeah, just general pop culture from uh, movies, comics, um, TV shows, shows just across the board of different villains. And what we're doing is that Tower and I have seeded them. One to eight. They're in four categories. Once again, check out our Instagram if you want to see what that looks like. But we are pitting them against each other to find out who is the greatest villain of all time. Man, I'm excited about today's part of the bracket. Yeah, this is a good, good there's piece some, of it. There's some very easy matchups, which I think is going to be our first one. We'll get into in just a second. Yes. But there are also some other matchups that I think in the second round and two in the first round, well, one in the first round, it will be very interesting today. So, let's go ahead and read off our eight teams, or our eight villains that are going to be fighting. Cody, take the first two. 
The first two, this is our number one seed versus our number eight, and the number one seed is none other than Darth Vader. Who I think we had as the number one overall seed in the bracket. I don't know if we explicitly said that, but yeah. He's that, was kind my, of, that was my thought process. The understanding that. is he's the number one. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, who's three num- versus oh, yeah. three number six? And then the number one uh, is Vader, but the number eight I didn't even mention is Hector Barbosa. Correct. Which is Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Or Caribbean? Yes. And then our number three versus our number six seed will be the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Cody will give us some more information on them yep. versus Two-Face from Batman. And then our number two seed is none other than Thanos. Without the Infinity Gauntlet. Without Infinity Gauntlet. Still very powerful versus Green Goblin. So two Marvel characters collide. And then my favorite matchup of the day will be our number four seed, Kingpin from the Marvel Universe. Versus number five, Boba Fett, a bounty hunter from Star Wars. Also, Kingpin is one word. Oh, it is? Yep. Wilson Fisk. You were right. The big man himself. Very weird interpretation of him in Spider-Verse. He was huge. See, that's the like the comic one that I'm yeah. I'm kind of like you see it in the comic books. He is literally like ten feet tall. The one in the Daredevil show is too like real. He it's would, almost scary how real he is. Yes. <laughs> like mob boss. We're going to be thinking yeah. more. Of, we'll, we'll get to that. So let's okay. start it off with uh, Darth Vader, the Dark Lord of the Sith versus Hector Barbosa. Let's have an argument. Okay. <laughs> how? I don't know how we could have an argument on this one. I mean, we put Barbosa. We wanted to be broad. So we need to do like a tale of the tape first. Right. Yes. All right. So everyone hopefully knows who Darth Vader is. Correct. Anakin Skywalker. Started off as a Jedi. His midi-chlorian count was off the charts. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> He's terrified of sand, people. Or is it just, just sand? sand. He's just terrified of sand. Um, and, yeah, he was turned evil by... Uh, Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious, the emperor, um, and turned into one of the most terrifying bad guys of all time. Uh, he has that whole, like... Very ominous... What is, what is this? Does the suit have a name? No, it's just a suit. He has his Darth Vader suit, which yes. is like a modification of a Stormtrooper one, but with certain things added and certain things taken away. And I don't know if you've listened to a lot of different theories about Vader's suit, but Palpatine actually made the suit very restrictive in a lot of ways, where Palpatine could still have control over Vader, where he's, he's not given a lot of mobility and a lot of freedom within it. It's very restrictive, so that if Vader were to turn on Palpatine, Palpatine could use the suit against him. Yeah. Very interesting thought within that. But he's like a giant in this suit. He's six seven. He weighs a ton. He's super strong because he's half cybernetic, like yes. Darth Vader. Boom. Darth Vader. Versus an undead pirate. <laughs> Hector Barbarossa is from the Pirates of the Caribbean series, debuted in The Curse of the Black Pearl in 2003, and he led the um, cast of Undead Pirates. He uh, passed away at the very beginning of, passed away like he's a real person. <laughs> he died at the end of uh, Curse of the Black Pearl and came back in a dead man's chest. So he kind of became um, one of Jack Sparrow's kind of right-hand men after the first movie, if I'm not mistaken. I've only seen the first Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Believe it or not. I know, right? That's weird. Wow. So we're going to be looking more at Hector Barbosa from the first movie, correct? That's kind of my thought process, leading this army of undead pirates. Yeah, we're going to have to... He's going to need some help. We'll we'll just say that. um, He will. Because Hector Barbosa in a fist fight with Vader... Easy. Not happening, even though he's undead. He's undead, which is a very interesting... I think that's all he has working for him within this. Yeah. If it was just Barbosa, just as an alive pirate, just, you know, looking like Jack Sparrow, he's gone. But he's already dead, and 
Here's my thought process on this, okay? Since this is our own thing, we aren't taking this from anybody else. I figure we can make it whatever we want. Absolutely. Last time, yeah. (laughs) If you listen to volume one, we had a real hard time trying to figure out the setting of everything. Here's my thought. We're going to give Hector Barbosa a little bit of an upper hand. I'm good with that. All right. He meets Darth Vader on the open seas. Are they in a boat? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got uh, the Black Pearl. Okay. Right? What's Vader on? That's what we're trying to figure out. <laughs> I don't know. He's on a he's on a Star Destroyer that looks like a boat. Okay, that floats in the ocean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, th- this fight would take about two seconds still. <laughs> I'm trying to help Hector out, but it's just not going Even well. with, I mean, his little army of undead pirates. I mean, Va- Vader's got this. The force over anything is most likely going to prevail. That was what almost got Kylo the championship in our last in our, our first uh, round of. He almost races. made it to the final four. Yeah, of, of like all. he almost yeah. beat Ultron just because he had the force. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. You could put Vader in, um, what are they called? A dinghy? Oh, the little yeah. Yeah, you could put Vader in in whatever. Yeah, could, he could see, be holding onto a door frame like Rose at the end of. Did you just see Vader Titanic. coming out there in a little dinghy and just like force checking them? <laughs> <laughs> he could pick up the whole boat and yes. just crush it. Like that—that's who Vader is. This is really not a fair fight. But the question is, can you even beat Hector can Barbosa? Can you kill an undead pirate? Yeah, I don't remember. I've only watched some of these uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies like once i don't remember how because barbosa kind of turns into an anti-hero yes he does throughout the thing so he doesn't really die um so i don't really know how you would beat him but i'm sure vader could find a way i'm sure if you just go for the head yeah yeah or he could because you can't like drown this ship no like it goes underwater that's the thing is it goes underwater that's just a big part of the black pearl i mean okay if all else fails, Vader could just destroy the planet. <laughs> so <laughs> Just call in the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, call in the Death Star. There's no more water. Call it a day. Like, There's he even said in Episode 4, like, the Death Star has no power compared to the Force, right? It's true. And he controls the Force. We know who's winning this. We're just trying to We're give trying our best a fighting Hector. chance. We're trying to give a, a little bit of an argument. You're a cool character. You talk weird. But you're not beating Vader. Definitely not. That's what happens when you're an eight seed. Yeah. You don't advance past the first round. I hate that for you. That's what happens. But, hey, we're, we're keeping it broad. We're not doing same universe with everything. So we're going to get Barbosa out of there. All right, so we agree. Barbosa. Yes. Dunzo. Dunzo. Moving on, this is going to be an interesting matchup, and I need your help a whole lot with it. I this. will do my best. Okay. So we're doing the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Versus Two-Face. We go in, like, Dark Knight. Two-Face or comics? Either way, Two-Face is a pretty lame villain. No no offense to Two-Face. Did we give him a number three seed? Oh, he's number six seed. Okay. Yeah, no, we didn't We didn't rate him high because he doesn't have a lot going for him. Let's give the tail of the tape for these two once again. Okay. So the Cylons, not many people know about them, I guess. Unless you've watched Battlestar Galactica, I would recommend that show. I'm only in like season two maybe. So not a ton has happened. I don't know all of the history behind them, but the little bit I do know, they are uh, a race, it says on their wiki page, sentient machines and synthetic organ, organic beings. Um, so pretty much they're like just an AI race that humans created, and they evolved into their own thing, and there's an army of them. Now the kind of interesting thing about them is that they can take the form of any kind of human that they want. 
Okay, and shapeshifters. they are in a way shapeshifters, but like once they pick a shape, they have to stay with it. So what Forever? they do, like, well, until they're killed. And here's the thing: once they're killed, that robot's we'll just say robot that Cylon's um, personality or whatever that their their data gets moved to a brand new one, okay. and then they can take a different form from there. That's as far as I understand it. I could be okay. a little off on that. Okay, but they work together as an army. They have like really good firepower because they were made as like a war robot pretty much for okay. humans and they would fight their battles for them until they turned on them. So in the Battlestar Galactica universe, they have all but wiped out the human race. Wow. Within a couple minutes. The first, oh, I don't want to ruin it because it's so good. But the movie, the first part, like is them wiping out almost the entire human race within the first 10 minutes. And them kind of like recreating it with themselves? Yeah, I think their goal is to wipe out all of humans and just be Cylon-type things. Wow. But, yeah, they don't really know how to do that. But the fact that they can change into whatever they want and then they can perfectly emulate a human yeah. down to the biology part of it. You don't know who's a Cylon and yeah. who's a human. That's the whole part of the show. And Two-Face. then uh, Two-Face. Uh, he is, of course, from DC Comics, one of Batman's biggest adversaries. But he was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and appeared first in DC comic number 66, or Detective Comics number 66, in August 1942. And Harvey Dent is his name. He used to be an uh, upstanding Gotham City district attorney. The youngest district attorney in Gotham City. I know. And is hideously scarred in the comics on the left side of his face after mob boss Sal Maroney throws acid chemicals at him at a court trial. He then goes by Two-Face. Yep. That's who he is. That's pretty much it. That's about all we got with Harvey Dent going on over here. So we're going to go with one Cylon. Is, this, how, is it one Cylons? It's one Cylon. Yeah, Cylons, it's used, it's used plural because okay. it's Just like the way essentially. you were saying, I wasn't sure. I, I don't know yet, but I think they all pretty much have like a hive mind. Got it. And they work together in that. So it's hard to have just one Cylon because they're almost always working as a unit. Okay. Yeah. But we are still going to go with one. Let's stick though. with one basic model. Yes. Sure. Yes, it would be like very different, but like saying Star Wars battle droids, B one battle droids. Yeah, using the whole we can't army, have an army. Yeah, you got to use one. In we're this. gonna we're gonna use one. Yes. Yep. Okay, and then we're gonna use one two face. <laughs> <laughs> two two faces. It's two one face. We're gonna use two faces. One two face. Man, that's a confusing sentence. Who wins? Well, I don't think two face has a lot going for he him. Doesn't that's the I, thing I about two face? Yeah, he's very. I guess manipulative behind the scenes, very like controlling in that aspect. He doesn't have a lot of powers working for his advantage. Yeah, he's pretty much got this kind of psychotic, uh, just psychotic personality yeah. to where he can freak people out. He flips a coin, and then depending on what the coin does, he kills them. He just shoots them. Yeah. Yep. And that's all he has is a gun and a coin. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to do against the shape shifting robot Cylon. Yeah, because, like, Two-Face ends up working with other villains quite a bit, right? Yes. He's part of Batman's Rogues Gallery, which is just all of Batman's uh, family of enemies. But, I mean, he's he partners with Joker, Riddler, Scarecrow, you know, all those guys, and he needs them in order to really be effective. Two-Face is, like, he would be really good as part of, obviously, Batman's Rogues Gallery. Like, they kind of have a hard time working not together. Because yeah. they're all, like, masterminds. Yeah. So really, really smart people, but don't have a ton of physical abilities. Yeah. So in a, in a fight, unless you give Two-Face, like, a really specific setting to work within, 
Like, if he's in the middle of Gotham City where he has a kind of network maybe to work and, and just knows everything, then he would still not have a chance. I'm sorry. I know. Because Cywan's like, they are, I'm describing the humanoid side of it more because that's what the show focuses on, but at the end of the day, they're pretty much big battle droids. Yeah. Who hunt down humans mercilessly and can survive nuclear holocaust and out in space. Crazy. Like, there's not much that can beat them yeah. in a normal human universe. Yeah. I mean, even in The Dark Knight, he's the second-rate villain. Joker is number one villain. He's the one who's architect, like constructing everything. Two-Face is just doing little things behind the scenes. Yeah, and Two-Face's whole thing is, is like, he's still Harvey Dent somehow. Like, yeah. the good side's still there, so he's going to play the psychological game of, trust me, I'm Harvey Dent. And that's Dent. the point of the, of the coin, is, like, saying, are you going to get Harvey Dent or are you going to get Two-Face, really? You know, yeah. like, that's kind of where the chance comes into play. But he's got nothing working for him physically. Uh, yeah, and this does come down to, you know, a physical fight. At the end of the day, you can do your tricks. We, we ran this ran into this last time. With, with Riddler, morning. right? Yeah, where you can do all your little tricks, but when it comes down to a fight, normally people can get through the tricks, and yes. they're going to get you. And it comes down to that. So, Two-Face, sorry, man. You're out of here. Cylons, you're moving on. Our singular Cylon. Moving on to our third matchup of the day. Thanos with no Infinity Gauntlet versus Green Goblin. You want to take Thanos? I'll take Green Goblin. I can't take Thanos. So Thanos is um, basically one of the most powerful villains of all time um, within the Marvel Universe. And he made his first appearance. When did he make his first appearance? Do you know? I'm looking right now. Uh, It was like a random. It wasn't. Oh, uh, uh, hold on. Invincible Uh, Iron Man number 55 in February of 1970. Three, And then he went on to have so many different storylines throughout the Infinity Gauntlet, um, through Infinity, and then came into play really big within um, Avengers Infinity War, where it was basically his movie. So he's basically the Mad Titan seeking for, um, com- what, what's the word I'm looking for? He wants... Balance. Balance. He wants balance within the universe, so yes. he's looking for the Infinity Gauntlet, and that's his motivation is to destroy half of all life so that life can go on. Um, he doesn't, I don't really know the complete motivation behind it. So he's looking for the Infinity Gauntlet. So he can do that. The Infinity Gauntlet is a big motivator for Thanos. Definitely. So Thanos is driven. And death within the comics. Yeah. The, the Lady Death, that's his mistress who he's looking for. He's driven though. Focused. He's very driven. Wants, wants the balance. Yes. All right. Um, okay, so... Green Goblin. Green Goblin actually has a couple different aliases. Um, most, I guess, famous is Norman Osborn. Yes. Um, Harry Osborn later. A lot of different people become the Goblin, Green Goblin, and it's like a uh, almost a persona on top of just a villain. Yes, it is. Um, so looking at his appearance, like he's a pretty normal-looking guy without all the get-up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he puts it on, he has always like these uh, jack-o'-lanterns and ghosts and weapons that look like bats and things like that so he's a little bit more yeah that um halloween themed so he's very halloween yeah yeah um he is obviously one of spider-man's um biggest foes he first appeared in amazing spider-man number 14 back in 1964 and in the first uh, couple episodes he was pretty much a normal person who just had like powers or um had power uh, gadgets rather but later on there was the goblin formula yes like so think spider-man 2001 or 2002 whenever that came out like that's kind of more the modern green goblin where norman 
has superhuman strength, says it can lift nine tons under optimal condition, increased okay. speed, reflexes, endurance, heart rate. Um, but kind of his big thing, too, is that when he becomes this persona of the Green Goblin, he's crazy, almost unpredictable. Yes. Right? Um, so he is the glider, has pumpkin bombs, ghost bombs, bag of tricks, all sorts of stuff that ends up really getting Spider-Man. Fight. Who wins? Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Green Goblin is like a gnat <laughs> still to Thanos. For real. I mean, so Thanos is part of the Titanium Eternals. Did you know that Thanos was an Eternal? I didn't know he was Titanium. <laughs> titanium. Oh, He's from whoops. Titan. <laughs> um, so he, he possesses abilities uh, in common to the Eternals, but are amplified on a higher degree throughout a combination of his mutant Eternal heritage. He can absorb and project vast quantities of cosmic energy and is capable of telekinesis and telepathy. You don't even know that because he's so focused on the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. He also has accomplished hand-to-hand combats, having trained in the art of war on Titan. Man, he's, he's so powerful. He's incredibly strong, on par with the Hulk. I mean, you see him fight the Hulk in Infinity War and beats him. Yeah. And this is without the power of the gauntlet. Never once has he used that on, on um, did I say Thor Hulk? I don't remember now. Um, but I think he said Thor. It was against Hulk is what I meant. Yep, that's what we meant. Um, but he beats him. He's so strong. He has these cosmic powers. He's telekinetic. What, what you going to do, Norman? Yeah, Norman's got n- not much on him. I think this would actually be kind of an interesting fight, though, because Goblin in, you know, like a normal atmosphere has his glider. And he's yeah. real good on the glider. Yes. And he's he's a bit of a trickster, too. So, like, I feel like Thanos is going to get some good punches in, but then Norman's or Green Goblin's going to, like, plant a bomb or two on him yeah. and get him in a good way. I see the fight going kind of like how the fight on Titan happens. Whenever there's five Avengers going against Thanos and things are coming at him from all angles, especially Spider-Man. He's really getting them because he's so quick on his feet. He's around everywhere and kind of getting Thanos off his game for a second. Yeah. Because you see Thanos get, get in a panic when things are going around like crazy and he doesn't have control over the situation. Yeah. And Goblin's going to do that. He's going to be throwing his little pumpkin bombs going. He's going to be laughing. He's going to be doing circles. But eventually Thanos is going to gain his composure. He's going to grab Goblin. And one punch, he's out of there. Yeah, a couple good hits. Um, he's got nothing. He's really got nothing on Thanos. I love Goblin as a, as a villain. Him and him and Spider Man size up pretty well. They size up. They're they're perfect. Yeah, perfect. He's a perfect villain for Spider Man. Um, but as far as villains fighting, you know, he could hold his own maybe against some other ones on this list for sure. I think Wilson Fisk he would hold up well. Even Boba Fett would be a really interesting matchup for him. What about Cylons? I mean, do you think he could take one of those out? He could take a Cylon out. I think. I, th- um, I think that would be interesting. if he knew enough about him. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a smart guy too. Like Goblin is psycho, but at the same time, Norman Osborn is he, a genius. He owns the Oscorp, so he's a has a multi billion yeah. dollar industry. So he would fare pretty well, I think, against almost anyone else on this list. But Thanos is another level of super. And he's god tier villain. Legitimately, villain. Yeah. like you're not going to take him out, and if you if if he's on his quest for the gauntlet, which he doesn't have it, but if he's on the quest for it and Goblin yeah. gets in his way, get out of there. Yeah. If, if this is just he were to encounter Goblin in a random part of yeah. wherever, he may not even really beat him. He may just kind of ignore him. And you see in Endgame, before Thanos gets the gauntlet, he has a lot more anger. You notice yeah. that? Like, he's very, so much more driven to get this. Yeah. Infinity War, he has the gauntlet and he's a little bit more composed. Yeah, in Endgame, he was like, 
almost like rushing it. Like, I got to get it now. I got to get it now. It's right here. It's right yeah. now. Like, and then Infinity War, he knows it's more of a long game, although yeah. it all happens really quickly. I know. So, Thanos, moving on. Moving on. All right. So, here we go. My favorite matchup of the day. Yes. Number four, Kingpin versus number five, Boba Fett. Tell the tape, Kingpin. Tell us about him, Cody. Kingpin. Also known as Wilson Fisk. Not much is known about him as he was a kid, but he grew up and he is kind of the, um, like an amalgamation of different mob bosses that were all put together into one uh, character. As far as like his build and everything, he's listed at different heights. At 6'7 and 450 is what I've got him at on one wiki page, on a fandom page. But I don't know if that counts for, like, some of the uh, comics and what they put him at because he could be up to seven feet, it looks like, at times, and built, like, a literal fridge. If if you're going Spider-Verse, he was uh, 15 feet tall, 3,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, like, you can't really even describe because you look at Wilson Fisk in a lot of ways and you just think like big guy but you don't think necessarily strong but his strength is off the charts the thing about him is that you have to be around him he's not necessarily the fastest as far as speed but he is fast as far as far as like you know agility like he's a good fighter he's quicker than he looks with his hands and his feet Mm -hmm. and he's super strong also very smart he's a genius as far as criminal stuff goes um yeah, he's pretty much as strong as a human can get. He is, and he'll be going against Boba Fett, who is the fan favorite, very much loved bounty hunter from Star Wars. Made his first appearance in Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, in 1980, where he was hired by Vader to go and capture Han Solo along with four other bounty hunters within Empire. Episode 6, he has a very unfortunate demise in the Sarlacc pit, or does he? Question mark. I think Boba's still alive. I, I, I know he is. And then uh, later he gets his story with a little bit, little bit of a backstory that people were split on. Django Fett was the um, prototype for the clones within the uh, Attack of the Clones 2002 movie. And Django wanted to keep one clone that was unaltered um, to be his son. And that was Boba Fett. So Boba Fett progresses at a normal human rate. So Boba's dad, Django, dies at the hands of Mace Windu. And Boba is given to the hands of Aura Singh and other bounty hunters and is trained in the bounty hunter ways. Very much loved by fans. Was he in the Clone Wars? The TV show? Yeah. Yes, he was. What? Yeah, he makes a few appearances within it. Um, Man, I got to watch that show. It's really cool because one of the episodes, he kind of infiltrates one of the clone cadet um, headquarters where it's it's the kids who look like Boba Fett and they're being trained. You know, they're progressing faster, but Boba Fett's not. So he kind of hijacks this, and he does a lot of things within it. And that's when Aura Singh kind of comes, and she is his mentor in Bounty Hunter ways. So who wins? This is a tough one. It, it really is. Yeah. This is a tough one. We're going Boba Fett with all of his get-up, all of yes. his gear. Because yeah. Boba Fett, he has a, he has a um, blaster. He has a jetpack. He has rockets from his jetpack. He has a grappling hook and all kinds of gadgets like kind of hand-to-hand combat tools from his um, wrist. On his wrist, yeah. He could have anything from a flamethrower, a whipcord, which you said, wrist laser, or even the uh, missile. And he has some tracking within his helmet as well because he has some Mandalorian armor going on. Boba Fett is, I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff. He's decked out. He is. Kingpin's got his fists. Yep. Yeah, Kingpin has got his fists, and I think Kingpin is a pretty smart guy too. 
He is. So you look at Boba Fett, you see him flying around. I feel like Fisk is already going to start thinking of a plan, you know? Yeah. Of maybe how to get just a little bit of an edge on him, which would involve probably like trying to hide from Boba Fett, which I don't think would go well for Kingpin. But there's not much you can do because Boba Fett can, you know, fly. Not mm-hmm. c- continuously, but like he has like a short burst, yeah. right? Yeah. So. And uh. Boba Fett, is, he's smart as well because he was raised in war. I mean, he was literally raised within a group of clones and people that were birthed to be the best soldiers that were around. Boba ain't no joke. He is a top-notch bounty hunter. Um, he, I mean, he goes and he captures Han Solo, no problem. Sarlacc Pit, I hate the way he dies in episode six, and I think a lot of people do. But he's a smart man. He he knows his way around a battlefield, and he's going to – he may not be as smart as Kingpin. I don't think he is. But I think he's going to battle well. I think he will. You're saying Bubba will battle well? Yes. I think he will um, as well. And I think in the end – I don't really know yet because one thing I did not mention, a little bit on purpose, was that Kingpin always carries around a walking stick. Oh, yes. And that walking stick can sometimes be used. Uh, he ends up pulling random things out of it, but it has a laser in it. Um, it has, like, a stun gun in it sometimes. Uh, it can fire sleeping gas. Um, highly compressed. What else? Oh, wait, no, that's mainly it. But Kingpin has that walking stick at times. Yeah. So I almost feel like maybe Kingpin would play it this way, where he would just start to, like, walk up to Boba Fett, like, super cash, right? Yeah. And then try and stun him out of nowhere. I don't know. Hit him with a laser beam. Cut out some of his weapons. Boba Fett's gonna know. He's not gonna let him get that close to him. I don't know. I'm Boba thinking Fett's original trilogy Boba Fett, where he's not all that bright. Yeah, I mean he, he isn't, but still he's he's gonna be quick on his feet. He's a bounty hunter. That's true. He's not gonna let him get that close. He knows he's in a fight. That's the yeah. purpose of this. He's gonna be fighting him head on. But if Fisk if Fisk could knock him out for just a like. A couple seconds, yeah. close the gap and get his hands on him. Yeah. Then what's going to happen? Fist is going to win. You think? Yes. If, if he gets a if he gets a hand around Bubba's neck, it's over. Well, we know about the necks of the Fats. Yeah, right? not not a good not a good topic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rip Django. Yeah. But Fats going to start. Boba, jetpack back, rocket to Kingpin's yep. face. How's King? He can't survive that. He is only a human. Yeah, he is. That's the problem. He can take a beating. He can take a beating, but he can't take a rocket to the face. Hmm. You know, like that, that's my thing with Boba. Yeah. Is he has that advantage. And even if Boba shoots off that first rocket, he's not done there. No. Like, that's, that's just the beginning. Flamethrower. Yeah. Carbide blaster. Boom. Out of there. I feel like it's going to be a good fight, though. I do, At too. least give me that. I think I it's going to be a I good do. fight. I do think it is. But I think Kingpin has to make a move quick. Yeah. He can't wait a second. He has to get Boba before he flies away. And I feel like Fisk knows that, though. Fisk knows. I don't know. He doesn't know Boba that well, but he could at least evaluate the situation quickly and see that, okay, this guy can move quick. Yeah. I don't think he's getting close enough to Boba at the end of the day. I think Boba's got too much gear. I think he does, and he's going to play it smart. I think Boba advances. Boba? Our five seed is advancing. So, in our final four of this part of the bracket, we have Vader versus the Cylons, Thanos versus Boba Fett. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, let's go with Vader versus Cylons. <laughs> We've already got the tape, so we can go ahead and get the matchup. Who wins? Matchup. Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader mm. versus the Cylons. Yeah, Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> 
a Cylon, may, even if there was an army of Cylons, I feel like Vader I mean, is going to do some work on those guys. I mean, a, a crowd means nothing to Vader. In no. the Rogue One, whenever he just goes to those rebels, who are pretty trained soldiers, force choke, get out of here, stab, no problem. We need some more Vader scenes like that. Oh, my gosh. That was the that best. That scene wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, I know. Yeah. And they shot it like with three weeks until the movie was released. And it was it in perfect, there. though. Man. And it, and it showed how it's, Vader still struggles to move. He, he isn't as agile as he used to be. But he, he can't lift his it. arms over his head, yeah. I think is what I read. Yeah, he's, he's still got it, man. He, and that's what he's going to do to the Cylons. Even 10 of them, 20 of them, 30 of them. He don't care. Yeah, it, it, it really doesn't matter. I feel like <laughs> if you even looked at this at a bigger perspective, if it were Darth Vader in the Star Wars universe versus the Cylons in the Battlestar Galactica universe, yeah. if you were to bring those two together, Darth Vader with his resources and the Cylons with theirs, Darth Vader's still going to win. Yes. Like, he Empire's will hunt them down. Siths are too powerful. Siths are way too powerful. And the Force, man. The Force, yeah. He, he could seek them out. And the whole thing with the Cylons is like, maybe they are humans, maybe they aren't, but... Yeah, Vader would be able to to track them down. Force is OP. Force is OP. Well, All right, so we're Vader. gonna find that out in a minute. Vader over Cylons, and we move on. Thanos versus Boba. Who wins? That's unfair again. I know, man. We got two very hard hitters. This is a stacked part of the bracket, and this this last one's gonna be brutal. But yes, it is. I'm I'm nervous. I am too. I don't know what to think yet. Uh, yeah, the Mad Titan wins. Yes. Very similar to the Green Goblin fight. You know? Yeah. Flying around. Boba's got things coming at him. But the thing is, a flamethrower and a cannon and all these things aren't going to do anything against Thanos. No. No. Especially, no. I don't even know if he could make him bleed. Yeah. No. No. Oh, what what scene was it? Whenever Thanos is, like, bombarded and he barely bleeds. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is it in Endgame or is it in Infinity War? I can't even remember now. I think it was Endgame, though. I do, too. And he's like, gets hit around. Or was it? Maybe it was Infinity War where they were on. It's Infinity War. Okay. I can't remember what part that is. Yeah, regardless, Boba Fett is not going to be Sorry, doing man. that kind of work. Hey, but he got, he got past Kingpin. That's what matters for me. So here we go. This is what we were waiting for. We knew this was going to be our final matchup. Vader versus Thanos. Vader versus Thanos. We were we've been waiting on this one for a while. Who wins? I I don't know. Um, Vader's gonna be. Oh, that's tough. Because this comes into a largely physical battle, so we're Who, going. Who's your first thought without us arguing with it? Thanos. Vader. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes, it really is. Okay, let's just say for all intents and purposes, Thanos has his double bladed sword. Okay, so from in game. So let's just make this into a sword fight. Okay. With Anakin. Or I'm sorry, I keep saying Anakin because it's pulled up on here. But Darth Vader with his lightsaber versus Thanos with his double sided blade. Anakin Skywalker was one of the greatest blade wielders in, <laughs> in the any order. universe. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He wasn't as good as Mace Windu or maybe even Yoda, but he was very good with the lightsaber. Yeah. And then as he's possessing the powers of the Sith. Years later, he's he, he just continues to get better. He's not as quick. He's not as agile. He can't do the flips. But he knows what he's doing with the lightsaber. Thanos, is, do you, I don't see him as a big sword wielder. He was. He literally wielded a big sword in, in game. But I see him as more of a hand-to-hand combat. I think if it comes to swords, 
it's going to be Vader. I think I don't think that sword can handle a lightsaber. Well, just for this argument, let's say that they meet and the lightsaber doesn't slice right okay. through it. Then how? Because Thanos is a larger person. He is. Just plain and simple. But Vader has the force. Okay. So he's, what, though? He's so much stronger within it. Yeah. So you think Thanos is going to win a sword fight against Vader? I don't think he would win a sword fight, but I feel like he is just so absolutely powerful and strong and a massive being. I don't know how Vader could overcome that. Do you think that. that he could withstand force choke? He would find a way. I don't know, though. This is such a tar- tough one. <laughs> it, it, because These are two super, super powered guys. I mean, it's Thanos with cosmic powers versus Vader with the Force. And we're working off Vader, like, through some of the comics in the lore of, of, Correct. of Star Wars. We're not, not thinking like, episode four, whereas there's a little sword fight with Ben Kenobi. We're yeah, th- that, that's pathetic. We're thinking in a Rogue One, we're thinking where Vader's going and hunting down Jedi all, all over the galaxy. And absolutely ruthless. Like, yeah, they do a good job with Vader because he cuts out all the fluff. He is literally like... Get the mission business. done. Get it done. Business. I don't care. Where Thanos is almost a little bit more um, philosophical. Yes. You know, he has to have a speech about why he's doing it. Yeah. Vader's just like, do it. Yeah. Vader could have some good one-liner comebacks to it, Thanos in, in this fight. Very simple in his fighting style. And have you, have you ever read Darth Vader comics? I tried to read a few. I read the first like sixteen or seventeen of them, and dude, he is Jeez. ruthless. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a good fight. This is going to be a good fight. This fight's going on for a while, too, because neither of them are going to oh give up. No. Like, Vader has had three of his four limbs cut off, and yes, he's still he's alive. he's still going. He's burned a lot. Or did he have all four? All four cut off. The wow. only hand that was out in Mustafar was, was his the robotic hand one. that Dooku cut off. Oh, my gosh. He has four robotic appendages. His whole body has been burned, and he's, he's thriving on anger. He's so mad at Thanos right now. He's mad at everything. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's very, um, very interesting. I mean, I don't. You're still going Vader. I'm going Vader, man. Mm. Goes for the head. That's true. That's what Thor did. That's true. And a lightsaber is going to do as much work as Stormbreaker did. Okay, I concede. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I I know. I. I can I can see the fight playing out in my head, and Vader like. Defeating him and literally just walking off. Yeah, not even no, no, thinking I, twice about it. I don't even know who that was. It doesn't matter. I'm done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, could, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, though. I hate for a number one to win, but, man. What it, okay, let's say that Thanos, yes, all right, Darth Vader wins. Do we agree? I think so. Okay, we're thinking Darth Vader wins. Darth Vader moves on to our final, final four. Yeah. But Thanos with an Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, <laughs> Thanos. Yeah. And that's how tight this fight is. Yeah. Well, uh, Infinity Gauntlet I mean, makes a huge difference. Because literally, you snap your fingers and you think, I want Vader gone. Or I want Vader into, you know, spaghetti. <laughs> like, yes. And he turns into it. Yeah. I, I think Thanos with Infinity Gauntlet beats anybody ever. Okay. All right. I think we're on board with that. This is a tight one. This is tight, tight, tight. Like, this may be the closest matchup we have this all 32. Vader legitimately. will probably need a lot of repair after the end yes. of this. This could have been the finals matchup. Yeah, this one really could have. Why did we not have Thanos as the number one? I don't, because we said without the infi- Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, that's true. Um, Still, I, yeah. I don't know. It's And compared to some other ones on the list, which, once again, if you guys have not seen, please check it out on our Instagram. 
and you can see all of the villains that we'll be covering in the Versus series. Yes, but man, I think we're going Darth Vader. I think we're going Darth Vader to take the group, and Darth Vader will be fighting who? Ultron. Ultron. That'll be interesting. In that Final Four matchup. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. That'll be good. That'll be, it'll be really good. So, before we uh, call it a day, two things. Two. First thing, something big came out in the news today, Cody. Tyler. What did we see? Well, you saw this, and you can talk about it, because <laughs> I really don't know anything about it. You just sent me that one article, I know or a screenshot, right? Yeah, I know as much as I, uh, basically as I sent you. So, um, Hugh McGregor is in talks to play Obi-Wan Kenobi on a Disney Plus series. I saw it in two different places. I saw it broadcast from the dork side of the force, and I also saw it on SlashFilm.com. It is not 100% confirmed, but it's in, the, it's in talks. How do you feel about that? I, I just continually feel more impressed with what they're trying to do with Disney+. Plus. I hope it works out because it could, I don't know. You just never know how those things work out. They're, they're trying to start a new streaming service, and it could just get kind of weird. People may not want to pay, or maybe they really, really do. I hope the content's good, too. So it's interesting. I'm excited. I'm just saying, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. Oh, it's everybody's. He's so great. Everybody's. He's perfect in that role. He's wonderful. Yeah. So I wonder what, uh, they'll probably put it in the time in between episode four, yeah, I'm sorry, episode three and episode four. He's that four. perfect age, man. Yeah. That's like, true. I, I, I think it's perfect. And then we could even get to see a young Luke yeah. growing up, and I, maybe even a young Leia. I like the idea of a TV show better than a movie, honestly. Would that? Yes, I don't think there's going to be a lot of big climactic moments within it. I think they're going to run it like a almost like a <laughs> miniseries. Maybe they'll do three seasons or something like that. They're not going to have this going for seven, <coughs> but it, it's going to be something where you yeah. can compact the action. And yeah, exactly. Like I, I think it's good. I oh, mean, I hope it happens. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. So we'll continue to cover that. Hopefully, by the time December runs, rolls around, when we're in our Star Wars month, that'll be confirmed. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Star Wars month is going to be the best. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait, man. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, all we really have in the news this week. Well. No, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait till we're at what you're binging. No, okay. 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 Which leads me to a question for you, Tyler. Yes, Cody. What you binging? Oh, that's a great question. So I wanted to talk through what I'm binging, then I have a question for you about what I need to binge. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Wilder Woods, which is uh, Bear Reinhardt from Need to Breathe. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, their full album came out. So good. Yeah? So good. I only listened to the first two or three, and then I, you know, all the singles that came yeah. out, I've got all Light, those. Light, Shine In. It's, man, it, it's so good. You need to listen to it. Um, and then there's a podcast I've been listening to. It's the Star Wars Theory podcast. Have you ever watched Star Wars Theory on YouTube? Yeah, a little bit. Dude, the guy's so smart. I love the things he comes up with. And uh, he basically just takes a lot of his episodes from YouTube, puts them in a nine-minute podcast, you listen to him. I can't do that, though, because, like, he's coming out with all this stuff for episode nine, and I don't want to know anything going into it. Well, it, it, no. He, okay, Nothing he really covers. He, he doesn't do spoilers. He just goes with theories. Like I know, and I don't even want to think about that. I just want to watch the thing and enjoy it. Can I tell you one? It's it's ridiculous. I just said I just want to watch. Can, can I tell <laughs> yes, you this you one can theory? tell me one. Yeah. Is Ray really Shmi Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> it was this theory that he's heard about like time travel and like yeah. Ray goes it's weird. <laughs> and then Ray has a child. <laughs> 
Who's Anakin? Who's Anakin? And it, it just keeps going. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But he goes, man, it's so good, and I love just his interpretation of a lot of those. So yeah, I've been listening to that a little bit. I've been listening to the the Thrawn audiobook, Thrawn Alliances. It's really cool how it bounces back and forth between Thrawn and Anakin in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and Thrawn and Vader in Galactic Empire times. I've got to get to that point. I I don't know if I told you, but I did um, download the. Uh, Thrawn. Uh, yeah, the Kindle book uh, okay. of Thrawn. Good. Um, and I just barely, barely started it. It starts off almost like on a different planet or something. I love Thrawn. Is he on our bracket? Uh-oh. No, he is. Okay, good. We'll, we'll get to him one yep. day. He's very smart. So that leads me to two questions I need to ask you. Okay. What audio book should I get? We have two audible credits on accident. I need to get by two before I cancel. So Elizabeth wants to get a book. I'm going to let her get what she wants. But I'm between two books. Okay. Master and Apprentice, which is Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Yep. Or It. Definitely not It. Why not? Number one, that audiobook's going to be like 46 hours. 44 and a half. I was so close. <laughs> yeah, you were. That was really impressive. <laughs> um, and then what's the other one? The Master and Apprentice. I wouldn't waste an audiobook credit on that. Really? Okay, oh. audiobooks, you know, they're more expensive than a normal book. Yeah. Like, you get the Kindle version for $6 less yeah. or whatever. Um. So I think you got to have something where you're going to be invested in it. And, of course, I'm going to say Red Rising. Red Rising. <laughs> and then another question. Tomorrow, uh, Friday, I always have a little bit of chill time after Judah goes to sleep because it's my time to kind of watch him in the morning. So he'll go down for a nap at 11. Elizabeth will get back from work and lunch with a student around 1.30. I have two movies I'm trying to pick between. Yep. You're, you're my deciding factor right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have Free Fandango. Now, credits through Chick-fil-A. That's what you get with a kid's meal. Pretty cool, right? Free movies. What? It's a, it's a rental, but still. Can't wait to have okay. a kid. <laughs> my, two, my two movies. Detective Pikachu. And once again, It. <laughs> Neither. Which one? You, you have to decide for me right now. Okay, that would be you watching It at 11 o'clock on a Friday morning. While my son is sleeping. While your son is sleeping. Room. I feel like it's not going to hit the same I, as like watching it in a theater or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. And then Detective Pikachu, you need to get over that. You need to just leave that in the past. Cody, I'm going to watch Detective Pikachu. Well, then just watch it tomorrow and be done with it. Okay, Detective Pikachu tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I, but seriously, I don't think it's a good idea to watch that. It's just kind of weird. Like, I feel like I'm not invested if I'm watching a scary movie while it's light outside, which may be a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll let you know how Detective Pikachu is next week. And seriously, you need to listen to the Red Rising audiobook. Like, you could read the book, yes, but the Red Rising audiobook is so good because of the uh, person who reads it. Nothing better than how they do Star Wars books, though. That's so true. If, if you guys listening have never listened to, like, just listen to one of the audiobooks. They do the production so, just good. so good. But, Cody. Tyler. What's your binging? Uh, I want to list a couple things. So, speaking of Red Rising, I'll just get this out of the way. Dark Age came out, I think, last week or the week before, mm. um, which is the fifth book in the Red Rising series. You know how long that is on Audible? 23 hours. 33. Whoops. Listen to it at a time and a half, <laughs> and it'll be 23. What's the first one? Red Rising. Oh. <laughs> yes. So anyway, Dark Age came out um, a couple weeks ago. It's gotten some pretty good reviews so far. i got to get to that point. I'm still reading Iron Gold. Um, I talked about the Malcolm Gladwell podcast earlier, Revisionist History. I've been harping on this for the past couple of weeks. He does one season every year, and it's only 10 episodes. So this was episode nine, and it talks about um, one specific uh, I say Hebrew, but Israeli, I don't know what, their language is called Hebrew, right? We work at a church. We should know this. Yes. But they still speak Hebrew today. 
but they don't know so. if the pronunciation is correct. Correct. Because the language yes, died. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, Hebrew. Um, so he talks about one Hebrew word and about what it means to kind of be audacious um, in the context of a mob boss and a Jewish guy who wrote Hogan's Heroes, which is a show about Nazism. Okay. So super oh, interesting. Um, would recommend that everybody. I was uh, reading, sorry, watching Battlestar Galactica, Big Brother 21. And the only other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we go yes. is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen it? No, man. I'm doing it. Okay. Once the, we, we decided not to go see it last weekend. We just kind of had a date night where we went to Target and just kind of walked around. It's just, it's just kind of harder okay. uh, with a baby. So we decided to do that. Elizabeth's mom is coming into town this weekend. So they're going to be doing some stuff together. Yeah. So I may try to break away and catch a matinee of it. I really, I, I, I'm, I really want to see Hollywood. Okay. Because I know because the way you you reacted to it, the way that I'm hearing mixed reviews about just the weird last twenty minutes of it, I really just want to see this movie. Okay, well, I'm curious what you heard about the last twenty minutes. That it's just crazy. Okay, and that that's all you that's heard about it. About People are just like, this is so weird. What's yes. happening? Well. Okay, I, I will explain it in this way. I want to just talk about it. I know you But I, I can't. I know. But the last 20 minutes is Tarantino saying, all right, I'm going to be Tarantino. Okay. The first, you know, what is it, two hours, is him saying, here's old Hollywood. And then here's what I wish it was. And then I can't say that. Okay. I would love to. And I have no zero clue what happens. Ah, I wish I could even give you a clue for you to read something about it before you go into the movie. That's all I can say. That this is based on old Hollywood. Yeah. This is based on the 1960s. Okay. And old Hollywood. <laughs> I wish I could say more. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to try to see it this weekend. Okay. If you do, you need to text me. And then I, I found, we found a really good article. We watched it this past weekend when my sister was in town. And uh, we found a really good article, I think it was on The Atlantic, about explaining everything, kind of the backstory of what inspired Tarantino to make the film. And it made the title of the movie much clearer to me. So there's a lot in there. People are just like, you know, the movie didn't make any sense. I walked out of it thinking that too at first. And then we started looking at some stuff like, oh, wait. Does it subvert expectations? (laughs) No, I had high expectations. Is it a remake and a sequel? <laughs> it is not a remake or a sequel. I'm just hitting off some of our hot Which takes. also, you saw that this week too, right? About the whole... Yes. It's one of the highest grossing original scripts in this year. That and what else? Uh, that movie that was... Ooh. I'm looking at our messages. I sent it to you two days ago while I was rocking Judah. It, it was... Oh, Us. Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, those are the only two movies to break $100 million that weren't a remake or sequel in 2019. Insane. Hey, I mean, if you haven't heard our remakes and sequels talk, go check it out. That's a good episode. It was a really good episode. I really enjoyed that talk. Um, But yeah, I think that's all the time we have for you this week on the Culture Shock Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.